Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 3rd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is Tim Fucking Gettys. You know, Bless, maybe it's just because we host Mondays together, but I feel like we're, it's Dude. a roll of the dice. Every other week, we get like the biggest day of the yes. week. It's, and this week, ladies and gentlemen, is one oh of my. those weeks. So many huge stories to talk about in one little Games Daily. I love it. Dude, I'm so excited. It was legit one of those ones where over the weekend, legit yesterday, I was like, all right, man, I'm compiling news just to get ready for tomorrow. Oh, wow. Like, we, we got, like, quite a few things to talk about. It's going to be a heavy day. Prepped. Dude, like, we already knew what we were talking yeah, about. Halo I was already like, oh, man, we got we got a good four or five stories here. It's going to be a great episode tomorrow. I woke up this morning, and I was like, oh, shoot, we got some news. We got some more things to talk about. And literally, Including- first, as we're starting this show, we got a new story, number one, which we'll get about uh, in a few. But, Tim... I saw on Twitter, you're tweeting about this uh, analog pocket, and I want to ask oh, yeah. you about it. What's up with that? Oh, man. It is the coolest thing of all time. Essentially, Kev, can you please bring up the link? It's analog, this company that for years now has been making extremely nice, high quality. Um, it's not emulation. It's like actual hardware that allows you to play uh, older video games like NES stuff, Genesis, SNES, like that type of thing. Uh, last year, they announced this, the the pocket, which is their Game Boy. It plays... Game Boy games, Game Boy Color games, Game Boy Advance games. Uh, in addition to, there's adapters that you could play uh, Game Gear and like other portable oh, systems. This thing looks hot, dude. It look looks so that. hot, isn't it? Fucking beautiful. That is oh, sexy. Man. It is like a futuristic Game Boy. So, and this, it's like the highest quality screen that like these systems have ever had by far. There's different modes you can play where it like plays like it originally looked, or you oh can make God. it all fancy smancy. I can't wait. I really want it. Um, they've been they announced it last year. They've had a lot of hardware issues, especially with the COVID situation. Everything's many pushed back even more, and it sucks. But they finally announced that this morning pre-orders were going up uh, for May 2021. <laughs> so that oh, sucks. Man. Um, that really sucks. But um, they've been hyping this up, and they've been making it sound like it was going to be real limited. So I was stressing my ass out. Off, not out. <laughs> and I'm like, my big problem, number one, was do I get the black one or do I get the white one? And oh, you got to go black. But see, here's the thing. It's a hard to look at my look at this room. Bless. Look, look, oh, at the, I have an aesthetic that I've been building here. I and see. that white is just too clean. Yeah. But my that problem is oh, dude, when it comes to the base, though, when it comes to um, it doesn't come with the base. Obviously, I have to buy that separately. Yeah, but it lo- doesn't look like that it has a white base. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Does it go HDMI out via base? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, so my thing was like when it comes to portable things, what like a phone or whatever, I always like the all black because I don't like seeing bezel. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, like I like sense. being clean, and that's why with this, I'm like, oh, the white's so clean, but like that's a big ass bezel I'm seeing, and I'm I'm not I'm not stoked about all that. But at the end of the day, I was like, fuck, it, I got I got to go white. I got to do it. Nice. I've been building the, the aesthetic, and I I woke up, I couldn't sleep because the pre-orders were 8 a.m. and I set my alarm for 7:50 just to be safe. I was up at like six something and I'm just like sitting there refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. It popped at eight. Like it wasn't early, uh, but I did get my hands on one. Very, very excited to say. Um, Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of other people did not. Which yeah, sucks. I saw that. I saw on Twitter some people were like, "Oh man, I really wanted one." I think my homie Alex Van Aken tried to get one, and I don't, I don't think he he was able to. Um, but that's still like super exciting. Like you're able to get your hands on one, or at least yeah. you will have your hands on. I one, will uh, eventually. Anyway, it's exciting stuff, and if you're excited about this, as you should be, because it's really damn cool. Um, pre-orders, they're good. They're going to put up more later. So just keep your eyes peeled and your ears tuned. But anyways, enough about that. Bless Tim Gettys. Enough about that daily. because like 
I, I could talk to you about that legit the whole episode because I want to learn more about that and I want to possibly get one for myself. But we got to get into a big news day because today we're talking about a new state of play incoming, Halo multiplayer going free to play and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping it's once again a big week here at kind of funny games uh, in addition to the normal programming on thursday we're reacting live to the playstation state of play at 1 p.m pacific time and i assume that's going to be the regular reaction crew for kind of funny games so expect me greg tim and andy tentatively i haven't confirmed that but i'm just assuming um and so that's happening again thursday 1 p.m pacific time then on friday we're streaming the avengers beta at 2 p.m pacific time so tune in for that uh, both are happening live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games thank you to our patreon producers Mohammed muhammad and blackjack today we're brought to you by hymns but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is if forever will be a jam-packed roper report it's time for some news we have seven stories today a baker's dozen starting with our number one breaking as we started the show and so i'm still i'm still formulating putting things together as i'm going through the story breaking um, so hard and so fast as we're starting the show that kevin was about to hit play on on attempt one where we nailed the intro to this show live uh blessing was just like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what no yeah i literally no. started having a breakdown and he's, like, out, and he's intro. Like, he thought it was fake <laughs> he I, didn't I legit- believe the news was real I legit couldn't fathom my eyes because breaking news, Spider-Man is coming to Marvel's Avengers exclusively on PlayStation. And to Mm -hmm. give you even more context, there are rumors about this over the weekend. There were like leaks going on, like retail leaks and stuff. And this is one of those ones where I I had it on the the dock as of this morning. Like last night as I was going through, I was like, okay, cool. I'll include that one just in case. And this, this morning, I legit deleted it. This morning, I was like, all right, like this is too rumory. Like it's too big of a news day. We don't, we'll, we'll not, we won't include this one. And yeah, it's real. Uh, I saw this, of course, from PlayStation on Twitter. They tweeted out this morning. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man comes to Marvel's Avengers exclusively on PlayStation. Crystal Dynamics offers early details on its own unique take on the post-launch hero. Uh, and then that links us over here to the Play- PlayStation blog, uh, a blog written by Jeff Adams, the associate art director at Crystal Dynamics, who writes, Every once in a while, life presents you with a moment where your pursuits and, p- and your passions converge. Today is one such a moment for me because I get to be the first to announce that our own Crystal Dynamics take on Spider-Man is teaming up with Miss Marvel, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and Black Widow of Marvel's Avengers. This is so personal for me because I cannot remember a time when I didn't love Marvel and its colorful characters, each more, each more real and believable than the next. Uh, he then starts talking about his love for Avengers, which I'm going to skip through because I want the necessities. I want to know the facts. Um, he continues by saying, to make sure this team this team up goes smoothly, Vince Napoli, our lead combat designer, is hard, hard at work making Spider-Man just as great on the sticks as he is on the page. This means making making sure our heroes move, uh, our hero... Our, making sure our hero moves and fights like he should, no matter which one of our war zones he, find, he finds himself in. When he's arcing through the air on his web line, he wants 
he wants you to feel graceful and light and be able to use a variety of web configurations and gadgets to enhance your traversal. Spider-Man's impressive acrobatic abilities will, will complement the experience, allowing you to seamlessly transition from navigation to combat. Uh, he then goes on and then he continues. Uh, despite all the great Despite all the great solo adventures Spider-Man's been on, standing shoulder to shoulder with the likes of Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Miss Marvel is going to add a whole new dimension. Players are going to face world's most the world's most dangerous threats together using Spider-Man's innate powers, boosted with a little help from his friends. And I'm continuing. I'm like skipping through so much of this because I'm like, all right, what are the what well, they're are the, saying a lot, but they're the not saying much at all. Like that's exactly. the thing. It's like I'm I'm skimming through this whole thing now, and it really what it comes down to is they're just like, hey, we're excited about this, and we're really trying to get this right. We know that Spider-Man yes. playing well is very important because you've played him very well on a couple years ago's game, Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4, and you know how Spider-Man should feel. We're going to work on that. Then you get to this sensational uh, sense of style paragraph where they're like, it's not just for him to play like Spider-Man, he should look like Spider-Man. So we're yes. going to make sure that his design is, is you know, like really defining the character's look over his long history. It's like, no shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, which, like, I, I mean, I think, honestly, to me, that reads his code as, hey... We're not going to do the the Marvel's uh, Spider-Man PS4 Spider-Man. Like this is the yeah. Spider-Man you know from the comics, essentially, which I think is exciting and is a good way to differentiate uh, this Spider-Man, the Avengers Spider-Man, from the Marvel's PS4 Spider-Man. Uh, these paragraphs here, I think, sum up, sum up what they're getting at, though. Uh, they they write, they continue. When Spider-Man comes to our stable of heroes, we'll be marking his debut with an in-game event that will introduce him to the wider world of Marvel's Avengers. The event is comprised of a series of unique challenges for the hero to take on, testing his abilities, and yielding some exciting results. And like the rest of our heroes in Marvel's Avengers, we'll offer multiple cosmetic outfits and gameplay, gameplay experience options so you can make your vision of the wall crawler a reality. It's never been a better time to be a Spider fan. The team at Crystal, Crystal Dynamics, along with our partners, are overjoyed uh, that, that we get to take part of this hero's gaming journey. We can't wait for you to add Spider-Man to your Marvel's Avengers roster in early 2021. And as we promised before, he'll he'll be available at no additional cost to owners of the base game exclusively on PlayStation. Thank you for your time. And I hope you enjoy playing Marvel's Avengers when it launches on PS4 September 4th, 2020 and comes to PS5 later this holiday. Tim, I am uh, very excited about all this. I am too, but I'm also kind of upset about a key element here. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Takeaway number one, found my new main. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, people are going to be fighting about this. People are going to be fighting to play Spider-Man. Takeaway number two, no additional cost. We already knew this, but that's major. I think that investing in Avengers as a platform and something that they are going for cross-generation, then hopefully, hopefully eventually cross-play, is the only way this game can really, truly, fully succeed to its potential. So that's great exclusive to playstation this sucks i can't think of a anything good about this this seems like a business thing through and through and the only argument i could make for it was if it was insomniac spider-man because that mm. being exclusive to playstation it's like okay that kind of makes sense this just being a brand new spider-man in this avengers world that everything we've seen of it so far is kind of uh, a back to basics dulling down of just hey here's what these Marvel characters are with looks that are a bit more kind of, uh, you know, generic, honestly. Uh, and if you're going to yeah. do that to Spider-Man, it's like, why make it exclusive to PlayStation? And I get the business side of it. PlayStation is trying to push this. There's exclusive deals with Crystal and all that. But this is bad for gamers. Just period. 
I mean, I, I I can see that. I think it I think it definitely is a bummer from the Xbox side of things. Like I can understand if you're playing Marvel's Avengers on Xbox or if you're planning to get Marvel's Avengers on Xbox, you see this and you're like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like that is a that that is a big selling point to this game, the fact that I'm going to be able to play Spider-Man in it at some point. Like Spider-Man is the biggest Marvel hero, right? Like the he's the most popular, he is the number one Marvel hero. Uh and so for the fact that for the Marvel's Avengers game. I can't play a Spider-Man in my version. That feels like a huge blow. Uh, Let's take it a step further than that, though. Because, mm. like, look, so obviously the way I see this and where the industry's been, this seems like it's going to be the PlayStation exclusive stuff because they have marketing partnerships uh, with Crystal between Crystal and Sony. So if they didn't, this would mean maybe we're going to get an exclusive character on Xbox. So great. Now all of a sudden there's an exclusive Wolverine on Xbox. And it's like, that's not good for what this type of game is. This isn't the days of Soul Calibur 2 where it's like, what console are you going to buy Soul Calibur on? Like, do you want Link? Or that's pretty much the only option. No one else bought the other ones because who gives a fuck about Heihachi? You know what I'm talking about, Bless Pound. I mean, I, I mean, I had the version with Heihachi, but I agree <laughs> that like I would have I would have preferred the other two versions. Jokes aside, jokes aside about that. That's different, though. That was a, a fighting game in a pre-online world that, you know, that was a novelty more than anything. Mm-hmm. And... Now, this game is being presented as a games as a service, as a platform. And to already start separating that platform, especially with things of consequence. This is fucking Spider-Man. This isn't the the frog Thor. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I feel you bummer. there. I, I, I definitely, but a bummer. I, I definitely feel you there. I... I doubt Xbox is going to have their own exclusive character. Like this, to me, this very much reads as, "Hey, we're PlayStation. We have like that that the direct rights with Spider. Like I don't know what the paperwork actually is, but we have alignment with Spider Man, right? Because of PlayStation, because of Sony, because of all that stuff goes. I'm sure that I'm sure somewhere along the line that comes down on we have control over how Spider Man is used in games. Uh, and so I like. That's kind of how I trace it back to Spider-Man being exclusive to Marvel's Avengers in this game. I'm surprised Spider-Man is available. What about like Ultimate Alliance? I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I guess Spider-Man is in Ultimate Alliance, Um, but like, like that's an exclusive Switch game, and like, I, I I think the 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 fact that they're treating this as post-launch, like DLC, the fact that this is a 2021 thing, makes like for me reads as like, yeah, this is very much down the line. We don't consider this core game but it's an exciting thing that's coming to the game later on see i don't um, think so. like here's like my argument against that sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off but okay. I, I think it's important to note that with the way that they've been talking about this game pretty much since hold on greg miller's calling real quick greg miller, greg miller kind of funny. Hey Sam, I think you might be driving to my point, but I want to make a, I want to make this point on why, and I'm building a bunch of shows. You guys are doing a great job. Me and Jen have been laughing at you. You're really good host. The thing that scares me the most about this, because you're right, this is a raw deal. Like, what, what year is it? Like, I want Spider-Man in the game for everybody, and you want to hope that maybe eventually he will be. The big question, right, is that they've talked about that there. You know, for out at launch, their whole thing here is that they want Avengers to be cross-generational, right? To have PS4 work with PS5, Xbox with Xbox, and so on and so forth. Uh, that that's been their answer when they talk about cross-platform play. That like we're not focusing on that at launch. We're focusing on that right now. Right now, we're focusing on cross-generation. What happens next year when they say they want to go cross-platform? Does that mean that Spider-Man doesn't work, or Spider-Man is still only is he still siloed? That's so weird. That's such a backwards, old-time thinking, like you're talking about. Totally. It's bullshit. I don't like it at yeah. all. All right, thank you. Back to your back to your show. 
love you. Yeah. Bye. Now that was something I was thinking about too, right? Like the fact that crossplay is becoming more and more ubiquitous in multiplayer games, and you you imagine that at a certain point this game might consider going crossplay, even though they've not talked about it. They've talked they, about cross dude, cross gen. Fucking better, man. They like, like they they skirted the topic of crossplay though with with I believe their last uh the last announcement that they're, when they were talking about cross generation play, um which makes me think that it's something that's not in the cards for them. Greg and I, I think we're, is a we're talking about this uh, just in our own personal lives, not in front of the camera. And uh, we're talking, I was like expressing my, uh, you know, just kind of anger towards the fact that we're now in, in 2020, moving into 2021 and cross play for a major third party title that is going to benefit so much from a large player base that gives a fuck is not cross play. And it's like, how can you do that after we've seen the last couple of years kind of have that shift. I mean, I guess it's only been a year, but in the last year, we've seen crossplay become such a uh, a big topic yeah. of conversation. I mean, it's in it's the been industry. the last couple of years because what Switch came, or uh, Fortnite came to Switch, which that was like the big boiling point of it. That was 2018 E3, and okay, like so yeah, right, right after that, that was like the trailer where we saw the Nintendo Xbox green red thing. Like it's it's been it's been uh, progressing for some time. And then Call of Duty, right? And I feel yeah. like that was kind of like breaking the walls down where I expect going into next gen that to mean something, which is convenience. Next gen is about convenience. They've been telling us this. They've been showing us this. They've been proving it to us. And to see this, it's like the conversation that ended up happening with me and Greg was Greg was telling me, he's like, I bet you that like that was the plan. That was the goal. But or they, they, they would want that. But that wasn't even in the cards with how PlayStation and Xbox were uh, acting with each other back then when this game was first starting to be developed that cross gen yeah. is more important to them so will cross play come eventually we'll have to wait we'll have to see but to your point bless about oh it's just dlc i don't think that's how they're looking at this game and i think that's evidenced by the way they've been talking about it in their war table streams that they've been doing like this game went from being kind of teased back in you know 2017 whatever the hell it was to oh it's a real thing when we first saw it at e3 and they showed the the bridge demo uh, or at least parts of it and it was like okay that was still the question of what type of game is this is it single player or like narrative spider-man style or is it a destiny type and now we've it's clear it's it's destiny and we've mm -hmm. we've understood that for at least a year now right and then they started these war table things that are really driving home what this game is the fact that the, their second war table the one we just did that got us all hyped focused so much on the future focused so much on yeah okay the content. game's launching with this but the content's not stopping anytime soon. And we're going to announce Hawkeye right now. They're looking at their future plan as just as important as their launch plan. And I think that that's, that's showing that this game, it's not DLC. It's part of the game. Like, the game doesn't end after a week. They want you to be playing this game for years to come. And that's great. Like, that's super, super exciting if the game's good, which let's hope. Um, but when it comes to Spider-Man, it's like, that, that's just, it's to upbridge too far. Yeah, no, I I, de I definitely feel you, and I think I think you're on the money there. Uh, I'm still shocked that they, that that Spider-Man is allowed in the game, right? Especially on the PlayStation side, where they have Marvel's uh, Spider-Man as a game. Like this is this is the thing that I think not many people were expecting. Like we were kind of theorizing, being like, oh yeah, like what if like that could be a cool thing, but for it to actually happen, I think is is pretty wild. Um, Dude, it is pretty wild. And before we move on, because yeah. I, I hear in your voice you want to move to the next story, I also want to say like, you know, to just dial back the anger about the exclusivity and to just talk about what this is very fucking exciting stuff spider-man's awesome oh, yeah. having him in this game really shows that they they're not afraid to be like 
yeah, but let's just do what people want. Like, that's cool. Like, getting Spider-Man with the Avengers in this game, it, like, definitely excites me. And I'm probably going to play this game on PlayStation uh, when it does come out just because of the controller for this case, even though normally I go third-party Xbox. Um, so I'm like, all right, it doesn't really affect me too much in the short term. In the long term, we'll see with all the cross-play and all that stuff. Um, but what I'm more interested in is how he plays. And they're yep. obviously concerned as well, talking uh, about this, about how he plays and how he looks. But when we first saw Avengers, one of the biggest criticisms we had, because the first playable character we see is Thor. And when he throws Mjolnir, we all were like, that doesn't look right. That doesn't look and like Kratos. It doesn't look like Kratos. And every preview that of people that got their hands on it was like, it doesn't feel like Kratos. And it's like, oh, shit. And it's like, then we start dialing our, our expectations back. We're like, okay, well, it's not God of War. It's a different game. So let's expect something different. But it's like, uh, with Spider-Man, they have that's such a, an uphill that's battle. A like, one for one, man. Yes. It is a it is a it's going to be a huge uphill battle for them, which I don't think they have any chance of living all the way up to expectation with it. I, I, I don't know how you can make a Spider-Man that feels good, especially with like with, with Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, we have it, it's a different game for all intents and purposes, right? Like it is it is stylish, it is cartoony, it is uh Diablo-esque, it is a it, it's a different perspective, like we we forgive how spider-man controls in that game because we have the understanding that that is a, an entirely different type of game yeah. marvel's avengers in terms of how it presents in ter- like in terms of like how what we've seen of how it plays right like it is a lot more aligned with your traditional third person action game than marvel's ultimate alliance which makes me be like okay if i'm gonna play spider-man in this game let's let's see how this plays let's see how this controls because i don't know how you do it J Wright 798 in the chat says, There's a reason Thor isn't in the beta. This might be it. I ain't saying you're right, but I ain't saying you're wrong, baby. Let's go. Let's keep on the PlayStation train. Story number two a new PlayStation State of Play is incoming. This is from the PS blog written uh, by Sid Schumann. It's been a while, but State of Play returns this Thursday with a focus on third party published games coming to PS4 and PSVR. We'll have a few PS5 game updates on third-party and indie titles you last saw in June's PS5 showcase. The episode is weighing in at 40 plus minutes. We've got a great lineup. Holy We've got shit. a great lineup in store featuring plenty of new gameplay footage and other game updates. And just to be super clear, there will be no PlayStation Studios updates in Thursday's episode. There won't be any updates around hardware, business, pre-orders, or dates either. On Thursday, our focus is squarely on showcasing some some cool upcoming games coming to the broader PlayStation ecosystem. I'm going to pull in a question from Brandon H., who writes into patreon.com, says kind of funny games, and says, we're all desperate waiting for PS5 news. Why have a state of play for PS4 at this point? I'm also going to pull in an additional question from Anakin JMT. And let me tell you, there are a lot of questions uh, about this, but I'm only pulling, pulling in two. So we can round out this conversation. Uh, Anakin JMT also writes in and says, Sony's announced their next state of play, but have clarified that it'll be, it'll be about PS4 and PSVR games with no major PS5 announcements. With rumors swirling of an Xbox showcase this month where we'll, where we'll finally get release date and price, is Sony dropping the ball by not having any big information scheduled or are they playing it smart and co- by continuing to play chicken with, with Microsoft and making them go first? Tim, this news dropped this morning that we're getting this, state, this PlayStation state of play and that it's not PS5 focused. What was your immediate reaction to this? Begun the price wars have. Like, we're oh, yeah. just there. Like, they're playing chicken. And uh, to answer that question first, like, I, I feel like at this point, at least in August, PlayStation has nothing to lose 
holding on and like trying, praying that Xbox goes first with price. Because at, at some point, whoever goes second is being forced to make a decision. And if Sony has to go second, they're probably going to have to take a loss that they didn't w- expect or want to take, right? And that's something that you can't come back from. Like that, that is just a fact that going forward, you can't raise the price of a console later. You can have a price drop. You're not going to raise the price of it, right? Yeah. We know that for their initial shipment of these things, they're going to sell out. So they're not too concerned at the end of the day of, wow, we're getting real close to November. doesn't matter. It's going to sell out immediately. So they know that they can rest on that. But there is strategy of long term that they need to start building towards. In terms of why a new state of play is happening right now and announced before all this when there were so many rumors about uh, there being a state of play in August that was going to have all that information, I don't know. It has to do with business. 40 minutes, though, is a lot. Like, yeah. I imagine that there's a ton of third-party games that they want to talk about and they want to, you know, give somewhere, give some shine, uh, especially so things don't get lost in the middle ground between The, the Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and uh, PS5. Like, we still have a couple months here, uh, including titles like uh, Avengers, which pretty interesting that the Spider-Man news wasn't in this state of play. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's very interesting and kind of weird. And I wonder if the leak prompted this announcement uh being early uh because that that, like these rumors the rumors for the spider-man thing did start up over the weekend which makes me think that that, like they're like hey let's just go early let's just get this out of the way because this is gonna this is gonna keep continuing and distracting from what we actually want to talk about um but yeah as far as the state of play i think it's interesting but i it it makes sense uh one for the reason that they could have two state of plays this month like there's no there's there's no rhyme or reason necessarily to state of play and when it gets announced so i wouldn't be surprised if they do the state of play and even announce maybe even like a separate playstation presentation that's not even a state of play that is them giving more info on the ps5 like that doesn't necessarily have to be a state of play because the june event was a state of play uh that said i think this also makes sense for the reason of the PS4 still has so many units out there. Like that is still one of the best-selling consoles of all time. Like there's still work to be done there. When was the last state of play that we got that was PS4 focused? There are third-party deals that they probably have. Uh, you know, they they'll want to talk about Assassin's Creed. They'll probably well, want to talk about um, WWE Battlegrounds. Yeah, you know, I mean, we don't, we still don't know what Call of Duty is. Maybe we'll get and, some like, rogue company. Rogue. Well, I hope we don't get any real company. This is a fucking, it's a mini partner direct like Nintendo did. It's, and it's like that. But this is 40 I, minutes though. Which is shocking. Mean, but to be fair, I imagine PlayStation has a lot more than Nintendo has going on when it comes to third party offerings, indie offerings and, and updates on, on some other things. Like, are we going to see bug snacks here? Probably. You know, is it going to be anything oh, yeah. of major consequence? I don't know. <laughs> but it's going to remind people that bug snacks is a, is a game, not just a song. And I think that that's super important. That need that needs a place, and I doubt that it's going to get a place in the next major PS5 reveal thing. So it's like yes. this is this is PlayStation doing something real smart. They have to do this. They need a place to talk about their games that they're trying to sell or to make their partners happy. Forty minutes is a lot, and the amount of transparency words being thrown in here must be a new record. Because well, yeah, you got to do it though. Nintendo, when they tweeted that mini partner direct thing uh, last, was it a month ago? It feels like a month ago. It was like um, a week and a half tweet, ago, I feel like. Whatever it was. <laughs> their tweet had so many words that really just translated into do not get hyped. Do not. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Just don't. And they were right. <laughs> you know? This, even more so, it's just like, let's be extremely clear. There is nothing that you should 
not like that you should expect to be here besides exactly this. And I hate that we're at a point that it needs to be this transparently clear. Mm-hmm. Well, what the my, like there's no the, at this point it's just like just fucking announce all the things in the blog post now. Just put I, it out. Well, I, com- I compare it less than Nintendo thing cuz Nintendo thing was the qualifier of this is our uh third party partner direct showcase whatever they called it mm-hmm. here i think they're saying all the things they should say right because when you hear that playstation is doing a new a new uh playstation state of play in august of 2020 our minds immediately jumped to something like when i when i woke up and opened twitter and saw this this thing was happening i was like oh sweet ps5 information is happening cool and then i read the tweet and i was like oh okay it's none of the things i would have expected like when they talk about just to be super clear there'll be no PlayStation studios updates i would have expected there to be uh, to be that you know without this clarification there'll be no updates around hardware business pre-orders or dates those are things i probably would have expected if they didn't say that uh and so i feel like they're they're saying the things that are necessary that are necessary to say i'm still very excited about this like See, I, i'm look, expecting bucks next i'm expecting the pathless i go for i'm it. excited too i'm always excited mm-hmm. about these type of things i'm actually really excited to see our first uh traditional state of play in forever like yeah, if i remember correctly and maybe i'm wrong about this but i think the last traditional state of play we got was the one that announced resident evil 3 back in december last year i i think we gotten we've gotten one this year i forget when we got a last of a state of play i i don't remember yes. someone in the chat I think it was the last of state of play in the ghost of tsushima state of play that we got those are different though because those are single games but in terms For of sure. a general state of play announcing stuff this is gonna be our first one in in a very long time even if maybe there was one in march or something but in a very long time this is our first one and if they're going to be this transparent about this stuff i i just don't like this because if if you're going to go this far i feel go even further don't just say oh we're not talking don't tell us what you're not talking about tell us what you are talking about set the expectations we're going to talk about bug snacks talking about bug snacks (laughs) didn't mean to do that uh but we're going to talk about pathless we're going to talk like just have a list of the games that are going to be featured you know yeah, I'm and with you. Straight I straight up say that. And because because my thing is, at some point, this is going to bite them in the ass when they set expectations that it's like, it's just going to be these things. And then they're when they do have a big surprise announcement in it, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like people are going to be upset at their good announcement. Yeah, I think I think the the way that I like these things announced would be to, to include like expect details on. X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Like, t- give me just two or three names of games, so that I know where I should be at. Like, I know I'm. I know I get on the Xbox uh, uh, partner showcase thing that they did for like the third party games that are coming to, to Xbox Series X back in May. I get on it a lot because it felt like the whole thing was gearing up for Assassin's Creed, and then Assassin's Creed was kind of a letdown in their showcase for it. But I think they did the right thing in setting it up as far as saying like, by the way, you can expect uh, details on Assassin's Creed and other games, and it's like cool. I know, I know, I know where to keep my expectations. Then, uh, and I think that helped for this a lot. Um, but still, like, I, I expect this to be super exciting. Like, I'm, ex- I'm expecting greatness out of this. Mm-hmm. Greatness awaits. Keeping on the PlayStation train, still, uh, story number three: Sony confirms you can't play PS5 games with a PS4 controller. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Sony has revealed more details on how PlayStation 4 peripherals and accessories will work on PlayStation 5, including that DualShock 4 will not work with PS5 games. Revealed on PlayStation Blog, the the DualShock 4 will still work with supported PS4 games on PS5, but Sony believes PS5 games should take advantage of the new capabilities and features we're bringing to the platform, including the features of DualSense wireless controller. As As for other existing PS4 peripherals and accessories, Sony has confirmed the following. 
Special specialty peripherals such as officially licensed racing wheels, arcade sticks, and fight sticks will work with PS5 games and supported PS4 games. The platinum and gold wireless headsets, as well as third-party headsets that connect via USB port or audio jack, will work on PS5. The headset companion app is not compatible with PS5. The DualShock 4 wireless controller and PlayStation officially licensed third-party gamepad controllers will work with supported PS4 games. And then both the the PS Move motion controllers and the PlayStation VR aim controller will work with supported PSVR games on PS5. Sony also notes that, quote, not all PlayStation officially licensed or third-party peripherals slash accessories may work on PS5 and recommends those who, those who own such products to check with the manufacturer to confirm whether or not they will. Lastly, PS4's PlayStation camera will work with PS5 for those playing supported PSVR games, but it will require a PlayStation camera adapter that will, pro- that will be provided at no additional cost to PSVR users. More details on how to get this adapter will be announced at a later date. That last part is, is I think, the weird part. Right? I think mean, like, it's only good news here. I mean, it's good news, but it's kind of odd that, like, it all right, so I just, I just have access to a free adapter that I got to hit you guys up for. Yeah. All right. It's weird, but hey, at least they're yeah. offering that. That's something that, like, traditionally you don't see from any of the big guys. Like, it's usually kind of a, hey, you want to do it? Hey, you need an adapter. Figure it out. Yeah. I mean, well, this, this actually strikes me as reminiscent of when Xbox started taking away the Connect out of their box. Uh, and like there was like a small period there where they were like, oh yeah, you can get the Connect if you. I forget the exact thing, but they had like a similar sort of like, oh yeah, get an adapter for your Connect to work with your new box that doesn't support the Connect. And it's, it's interesting, but uh, I mean, I think all the things here here makes sense, right? The PS4 controller not working on the PS5 for new PS5 games, like that's not really a surprise, especially if we're expecting games to take advantage of the PS5 controller, the Dual Sense. Look, man, you're making a lot of sense. But this is lame as fuck. A lot of dual sense. You're making a lot of dual sense. A lot of dual sense. And it doesn't dual shock me that they made these decisions. But it's bullshit at the end of the day. I seriously stand by this where it's like, how different are these games going to be controller-wise? And how can they not figure out some it's way to... the triggers. To, the to triggers, man. They're analog. Dude, you know? I understand. I, the, all feel that's the arrow, true. All that's the, true. feel the pull of the bow. Make a better experience than on the dual sense, but have it playable. Have something that works on the dual shock. Like... Sure, that's fine for those games that really, really take advantage of that stuff. But there's the majority of games aren't. They're not even going to use those features at all. So it's like why when your controller looks so similar and can function so similarly, like why not even just have it as an option? Like this was such an issue for me personally from the PS3 to PS4 generation where it's like, yes, there's the light bar. There's all that stuff that's going to cause problems in some games. But when we're sitting here trying to play gang beasts or whatever and we're just trying to get a shit ton of controllers why not give us the option to use these controllers that are obviously compatible with the systems but are they compatible though you know it's it's dual sense it's shaped differently it's shaped differently it's different and 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 listen it feels it feels the same controller as the ps4 controller how are they going to sell ps5 controllers you know easily because people are going to want them anyways and they're going to want the best ones and but now they'll need them now they'll need them now they can give us money because they need to not because they want to yeah but it's like i i, I feel like that line of thinking is so just it, it's obvious in a way that's like yeah okay the, of course they want you to buy them the people that are going to buy them are going to buy them regardless i feel like having the options of having other uh, your ps4 controllers when you need them to be used is not going to stop the people that were going to buy a second, third, or fourth dual sense, right? Mm-hmm. Most people, I would imagine that most people only have one console controller. 
Yeah, right? I, could, I could probably. Over time of their lifetime of use of the system, I imagine they have two. Yeah. And I don't think that they necessarily buy the second for multiplayer. It's because the first one broke and they want a second one. Exactly. Yes. Right. You then get to the second group of people where it's like, oh, they have what? A brother, a sister, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever. So it's like they have two. Mm-hmm. The people that are having like an insane amount of controllers, it's like that's a much smaller group. Right. Then there's the collectors. There's all that. that those are niches that like we don't even need to get into. They're going to buy no matter buy anything, no matter what. Right. I just look at it and I get that PlayStation's pushing next generation. I get that they are trying to separate themselves from PlayStation or sorry, from Xbox who are like, hey, everything's compatible everywhere and it, generations don't matter and all this stuff. The generation thing to me matters when it comes to the games, when it comes to the ease of use and the convenience of things like it's such a just to say a slap in the face is like going too far, but it's just kind mm-hmm. of a bummer. It's just I just yeah. look at this. And I'm like, oh, man. This just sucks. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as bummed out by this, and I think that's just because it's it's expected. And I like. I think all of us kind of expected expected this to be the case. Um, it very much is the when it comes down to the conversation of generations and PlayStation believing in generations and Microsoft kind of pushing pushing back against the idea of making everything compatible with with everything. Right. I think on both sides that comes with pros and cons. I think on the PlayStation side that allows them to announce. You know, cool new forward-looking experiences that feel that feel like they're taking advantage of the next-gen hardware and all this different stuff. But that does come with the disadvantage of, yes, we are we're making th- we're making cuts that feel arbitrary. We're making cuts that feel like, okay, so what? Like, why why is this the case that I can't play on my on my next console with my current controller? At the end of the day, what it comes down to is they want to sell they want to sell more, right? They want to give you a reason to get the DualShock or DualSense. They want to they want to force you into the next next-gen experience, which. Yeah, I'm 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 with you in terms of that feels archaic because I think that is that is archaic. Um, but I mean, look at Nintendo, and granted, like they're in their own fucking ecosystem that has its own set of problems and stuff, and this isn't true for every game. Uh, but when it when it came to Smash Brothers Ultimate, like they allowed you to use your Joy Cons, your Joy Con grip, your Pro controller, your GameCube controllers, options, 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 options. Going to Mario Kart, when you played Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, it was a certified pain in the ass because it's like, I just want to play four-player co-op at this party that I'm at with my friends. And it's like, oh, man, guess what? I don't have – I have the Wii touchpad, the Wii U touchpad. I have my four GameCube controllers with my GameCube adapter that I use for uh, Smash Wii U, right? Oh, I can't use those controllers with this game? Why? Why? <laughs> You're I telling me that I needed Wii U Pro controllers for when my friends come over to just play Mario Kart? This is so stupid. And then when you get to the Switch, totally fix that. You can use those controllers with, with Mario Kart because that's how things should be, right? And I feel like you're right. We should expect this. I did expect this. Mm-hmm. It still bums me out. And it's still little – there's even just details here. Like uh, it talking about um, – lost the tab. The platinum and gold wireless headsets, as well as third-party headsets that are connected via USB or audio jack, will work on PS5. The headset companion app is not compatible. And it's like, that was the whole real selling point of the platinum. Like, that companion app is awesome. And and maybe this just is implying that they're gonna be there's going to be a new app like a new that they're app, working yeah. on with their 3D audio stuff that they've been pushing, whatever. And if that's the case, cool, fine. But that's an expensive peripheral. And you're taking away one of its key functions by not allowing that. I don't know. I, I just think that 
I, it's important for us to be frustrated with things, even if we expect them, because we're at a point where we look at Xbox and they're not doing the things that we expect from them when, in, in the same way. And they're still going to sell hardware. At least Tim, controllers. Are they going to sell systems? That's a bigger question. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Tim, we've talked a lot about PlayStation. This episode of the Kind of Funny Games Daily. And I want to talk to you about Xbox. But before I do, I want to tell you about our sponsor, of course. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hims. For Hims.com is all about men's wellness. Need help with hair loss, erectile dysfunction, or have a cold? That is a range of, of issues, by the way. Hair loss, erectile dysfunction, or do you have a cold? Uh, are you interested in mental health or COVID-19 home tests? Hims is here for you. We have all uh, we all have issues that we're uncomfortable with, and sometimes going to a doctor can be a challenge. Just remember your problems are normal and treatable. We've told the story many times before. Andy and Nick wanted to get their hair situation solved. They used Tim's, and now they have the best hair in the company. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. It's time to prevent more hair loss, and there's no better time uh, to do that while you still have some. Thanks to science, hair loss can be optional. Hims connects you with FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss, uh, and they have thousands of happy customers loving their results. If approved, products will be shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Today, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, our listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to forhims.com slash gamesdaily. That's forhims.com slash gamesdaily. Full refund of price paid is available for the, for the first 90 days supply. Refund requests must be made between 90 and 180 days after product shipment delivered. Prescription Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Story number four. Uh, Microsoft <laughs> confirms Halo Infinite multiplayer is going free to play. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Halo Infinite's what? multiplayer mode will be free to play and support up to 120 frames per second, Microsoft has announced. The news comes after a leak from Smith's Toys Superstores, which briefly posted, posted details about Halo Infinite multiplayer on a promotional page this week before quickly removing them once the internet discovered the references. Quote, the legendary hero returns with the most expansive Master Chief campaign yet and a groundbreaking free-to-play multiplayer experience, reads the listing. Enjoy up to 120 FPS in greatly reduced load times, creating seamless gameplay with Xbox Series X. Clobril, an Xbox leaker that accurately released, accurately revealed previous Halo Infinite details, backed up the claims that the multiplayer mode will be free to play. The leaker also claims the arena mode will aim for 120 FPS, which Microsoft has also confirmed. And that multiplayer Halo Infinite will include a battle pass system and new customization options, which the company has not confirmed. Tim, yes. Halo fan number one of Kind of Funny. What is your take on this? I, this is fantastic. This is honestly unbelievable in many ways i think this is a sign of of many things to come um i in, in terms of transparency this goes back to what we we're talking about earlier with the the sony side of things there these rumors and leaks come out microsoft straight up comes out at what 4 30 p.m on a friday and it's just like yeah. hey it's true let's just announce this let's get ahead of it like this is good news let's let the people start talking about this and getting hype about it. 120 frames per second on a console, like way earlier than I expected to, to start seeing those type of numbers thrown around, especially um, for a flagship like Halo. And I know that there's a lot of like 
jokes to be made about the how Halo looks or whatever. But when it allows things like this that are going to enhance the gameplay of what makes Halo multiplayer special, I think that that's totally worth the concessions. And on top of that, um, their commitment to this 120 frames per second, I think, is a sign to me, the a, a more tech-minded person, um, compared to a lot of people are kind of funny that I'm very, very even more so excited about next gen now where I wasn't expecting to start really seeing these numbers for three or four years. Granted, yeah. the TVs that the mainstream has right now are not able to do this. Even my amazing LG OLED I have isn't compatible with uh, HDMI 2.1. And it wasn't until two years ago's model that uh, they, they started having one port to allow you to do that. That's going to start becoming a bit more uh, normalized over time, and especially if these consoles are are touting this and pushing this as a feature that's necessary. It's going to push the uh, you know TV creators to 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 push as fast as possible for the, that to get that marketing space at Best Buy, you know. Um, but this is great news for gamers, um, especially for for people whether they play on uh, a computer monitor or on a TV. Like this is awesome. Yeah, the free to play. Think- that's the biggest that, thing ever. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And honestly, I am I'm shocked um, that they're going this route, but I think it is the best route to go. Uh, mainly because I think this would have been such a great seller for Xbox Game Pass, Halo multiplayer. Like I think I think so many of us are expecting that, like, oh yeah, that's going to be the killer app for Xbox Game Pass. So the fact that this is going to be a free-to-play experience, like you still have the Halo campaign, which you can get through Xbox Game Pass, and that's of course gonna sell so many people on that service, but still, man, multiplayer uh that's a big thing and honestly like i think this is going to be so good for halo um especially like in comparison to game pass like of course that might that that might not give game pass game pass the bolstering that it needs but for halo that is going to one increase the player base so dynamically that is going to turn that into a platform that is going to allow that thing to live uh uh for a while right and like of course it's halo so it's probably going to live anyway but free to play takes it up a whole nother level um and so like this is this is crazy news but i'm all about it like i'm i like big moves like this me too and i i think that this is definitely a sign to come there's been so many uh where there's smoke their fire type rumors about xbox live going away as a paid service and with this it's like if you're making halo free to play yeah like that's that is such a statement like that is such a flagship on halo is a flagship title for for Xbox in so many different ways. It's a, a flagship for selling the Series X. It's a flagship for Game Pass. It's a flagship for what a Microsoft single player experience looks like with the campaign. And it most definitely is a flagship for multiplayer and for uh, selling Xbox Live. Everything they're saying here is them being like, yo, Halo is something that is just the foundation that people just get. <laughs> and then you... Grow from there and hope that you know people come in and, and want to stay in that ecosystem. I think this is extremely exciting. I think that it's going to pay off for them. The talk about a battle pass or whatever, that makes sense. That's an, a, a source of revenue that yeah. they can come in. And if they're offering good content there, then then great. Um, and uh, Vikalon in the chat says, battle pass included with Game Pass would be a good idea to help push the Game Pass strategy. Exactly. For sure. I, yeah. I expect that. Like, I can see that. Imagine that, right? Where it's like, oh, anyone can play. But if you get Game Pass, you also get all the, the battle pass stuff. The battle pass stuff. Plus this library of games. And it's like that all Microsoft's trying to do is get people in. If they're yeah. getting them in different doors to the same thing, that's what matters most. And I think yeah. that that's a great transition into our next story. 
it is a perfect transition because our next story uh, is still talking about Xbox. Uh, story number five, Microsoft Store is getting an overhaul on Xbox. This is from Xbox Wire. And Kev, I have a link to Xbox Wire where they have images of the new Xbox Store. Hello, Xbox fans. We're excited to share something we've been working on for a long time, the all-new Microsoft Store on Xbox. Far, far more than a typical app update, we've rebuilt the experience from the ground up to be faster, safer, and easier to use than ever before. We're obsessed with getting it right for customers, and we can't wait for you to see what we've been working on. The new Microsoft Store on Xbox is more than twice as fast as before. It launches in under two seconds, and the browse performance is greatly improved. It's faster than ever to load pages and find what you need, whether it's checking out a sale price or watching HD trailers. Our goal is to provide an inclusive and intuitive experience for everyone, and we're committed to making it easier than ever to find your next favorite game, app, movie, or TV show. This starts with a fully redesigned navigation system, allowing you to jump between shopping experiences in a snap or deep dive into something specific. We've also been working hard to make sure that the Microsoft Store on Xbox is the best place for families to shop for gaming and entertainment. To help parents ensure that their children are interacting with, with appropriate content, customers must be signed in to their Xbox account before browsing. Being signed in also helps you have a more personalized experience. You'll see content that is more relevant for you. Um, they go on and on. I kind of condensed it into, I think, the most important parts of it. But if you go to Xbox Wire, they have a bunch of details on that. Um, and then like to add on to that, uh, there have been reports that Microsoft is kind of changing the branding for Xbox Game Pass from Xbox Game Pass to just Game Pass, yeah. um, which is which is really interesting. And this comes from, of course, the Xbox Twitter at Xbox Game Pass. They tweeted recently uh, trying out a new look and they have their changed icon with the Xbox logo, but then under it, just Game Pass. And yeah. so we're, we're seeing a, a, some new uh, some new, I guess, like a new style for Xbox here. Right. With the store and with the with the branding. It's interesting. And, and this is a thing that like gets very very uh, convoluted and complicated when it comes to uh, the actual words because it's like wait what they're dropping the xbox from the xbox game pass like why i don't understand really why this makes sense for them like that seems I mean, like the xbox branding seems like an important thing to to kind of have in there but them yeah. changing it at least having the logo still having the colors um just changing it to game pass it's like if they can own game pass as just an idea that people are like they don't if xbox is so ballsy that they don't even give a fuck if you call it xbox then that i think that's the biggest thing right like xbox game pass the fact that it's on xbox right now it's on pc and if everything goes the way phil spencer probably wants it to go right eventually on switch maybe on playstation in 2036 or whatever like if you can, if you can get that on those platforms, I feel like having it just called Game Pass one makes it more palpable, makes it easier to digest as a Nintendo user and as maybe Nintendo as a company, right? Like that that makes things a lot more easier and sleeker, especially if you just have that Xbox logo there that that gets that point across that you are yeah. entering Xbox Game Pass, but it is ubiquitous. It is just Game Pass. That's I'm so so interested in in where this ends up because right now we have we have there's the there's X, we know now X Cloud's already brought into Game Pass, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's going to be an X Cloud that you can get separate. I doubt there is. I imagine it's just going to be part of Game Pass. That's the only way you can get it. We have Xbox Live that we're thinking might just totally go away and be put into Game yeah. Pass. But then we still have Game Pass and Game Pass for PC. At what point are those the same thing? I think like, that I becomes interesting. That becomes hard because I think the the because they, they have different libraries, right? Like the PC library is different from the Xbox Game Pass library on Xbox. 
but at what which point makes it can, difficult. But do you just make it, it's one subscription where you have Game Pass and that, that could mean a different thing like for mm-hmm. PC library versus Xbox library, but it is still the same subscription. I mean, is it not that? I, I thought it was that way now, right? With Ultimate? Or well, am I Ultimate. wrong? No, you're okay. right. But that's with Ultimate. Gotcha. But like, I'm wondering if they are so ballsy that they're just going to get it that Game Pass is the only service they offer and it gets you all of the different things. That means something different in, for different, depending on what you're playing. But just Game Pass gets you this. I think that would make more sense. Crazy I, I, and, shit, man. And I, I mean, I think as Xbox keeps building what Game Pass Ultimate is, and like as they keep giving you more incentive, I think that's when they're like, all right, cool. Like, let's drop it. Because right, I think right now, the incent- one of the big incentives <laughs> for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is that it, it does loop in both Game Pass PC and Game Pass console. And so once that thing gets powerful enough, I think you, you're able to just drop that and be like, oh, yeah, Game Pass is one service now because there's yeah, so much here that sells you on it. Game Pass Ultimate also gives you Xbox Live. Yes. To me, that's the, that's the real reason that that service, ex- that Ultimate exists, is to combine Live with Game Pass. I think mm-hmm. getting the PC or getting the Xbox, vice versa, depending it's like, on it's what an, It's an added benefit. It's an incentive. Yeah. So looking at that, I... I don't know, man. Let's see. Let's see how I this mean, goes. It's 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 a matter of time for sure. Um, because if, if Xbox yeah. Live goes free, I really feel like it's it's kind of it would be silly to have Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate if the only defining feature is you get the other system, PC or Xbox. Hmm. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, story number six, Beyond Good and Evil 2, or not 2, Beyond Good and Evil is getting a Netflix adaptation. This is Boris Kitt at Hollywood Reporter. Cult Ubisoft video game Beyond Good and Evil is getting the movie treatment at Netflix. Rob Letterman, who directed Detective Pikachu and Goosebumps, is on board to helm the hybrid live action slash animated feature. Beyond, Beyond takes place in the 25th century on a remote mining planet that is under alien attack. The military rulers, and this is, this is funny to me because funny to me because i as i'm reading this i realize that i have no idea what beyond good and evil is i have no <laughs> idea what the plot is you never played uh, the original no i never played the original no i think that a, you would like it bless it, it honestly seems like a bless bless world i think i think i would too whenever i see it i'm like ooh, i kind of want to check that out um but yeah to continue again beyond takes place in the 25th century on a remote mining planet that is under alien attack which also is the same that's the same plot to red faction i just want to put that out there uh, the military rulers that promised to defend the population may be in league with the invaders. In this environment, a young photojournalist named Jade is recruited to be part of an underground resistance movement. Netflix, that's also the plot of, of, of Red Faction. Netflix's adaptation is, an early, is in early development and a search for writers for the, to, uh, to adapt the game is underway. Cool. This is fun. Totally cool. Um, makes you know, sense, I think. It's funny, like, looking at Beyond Good and Evil, it's like, uh, is two ever actually going to come out? Like, what's that going to look like? This, I think, is a bit more evidence that it might happen because they're trying to w- raise some brand awareness. They're also doing a Splinter Cell thing. So maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ubisoft's always kind of been pushing into multi-medium situations, whether it's the Rabbit's TV show or the Assassin's Creed movie or the Prince of Persia movie. Like, they've done this forever. Like, it's it's actually looking back at the, their library of uh, games, I feel like more of them have some type of other media um, that that they've crossed over to. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if we see a Watch Dogs movie, you know? Oh, yeah. I think that's inevitable. 
And honestly, I think that'd be awesome. I would watch the mess out of a Watch Dogs movie. That could be um, cool. But yeah, Ubisoft loves doing this. This makes sense. I am curious on what happens if this does well. Um, like, I'm curious if this actually gives Beyond Good and Evil like a boost because to the po- to the point of the opening sentence of the article, right? They call it a cult Ubisoft video game, Beyond Good and Evil. Like, it, Beyond Good and Evil doesn't have the biggest fan base, and maybe I'm speaking on a term. Maybe it does, and I just don't realize. But like. It no, does it have a strong be. fan base. Like yes. the fan base that that likes Beyond Good and Evil really likes Beyond Good and Evil, but it's not huge. And so if if a Netflix adaptation can do something to make that audience bigger, especially gearing up to be gone, gearing up towards Beyond Good and Evil too, then cool. Sounds cool. Last story of the day, story number seven, and this is one for me uh, that oh, included. Yeah. Could we be getting normal heroes on Switch? This is Sal Romano at Kamatsu. The Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee. Ha- Committee committee has rated the, the original No More Heroes for Switch. No More Heroes first launched for Wii in December t- 2007. An enhanced version of the game No More Heroes Heroes Paradise was released for PS3 and Xbox 360 in April 2010. Back in July 2019, uh, Dengeki PlayStation asked No More Heroes series di- director Goichi Suda51 Suda if there are any plans to make previous entries in this series available on PS4, to which he responded, quote, yes, we're currently in talks with the IP holder, Marvelous, to make that happen. It's in positive consideration, so I hope we'll be able to make a good announcement, end quote. I'm all about this. Put No More Heroes on Switch and put it on every platform you can because No More Heroes is incredible. I am really excited for this to happen. No More Heroes to me, I, I want this to happen. I think that mm-hmm. them putting it out on more platforms, more modern platforms, is going to uh, really give No More Heroes 3 a chance at at success that I don't think it has otherwise, <laughs> to be completely yeah. frank. I feel that. Um, but to me, No More Heroes is a game that I love and a game that I hold in a very special place, but more so a game that I hold in a very special time. I don't know that I could stand by No More Heroes being incredible, but I can say that in 2007, when I first played it, when I was a senior in high school, and it gave me a, a a game on the Wii that I got to use the motion controls in a way that felt fun and effective yeah, to me in a real great. game where they said things like fuck and you saved by like taking a shit on the toilet. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Oh, there's the, the, but the plot of it is fucking awesome. The world of it, the Taraz touchdown and all that stuff, the lightsabers, all that cool as fuck. Super cool. Is the game incredible? I don't know. Listen. It does it does what it needs to do to be fun and good. And yes, there's certain elements of it that I will say probably don't age well. Like the whole the main plot is basically thrusted forward by the main character wanting to 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 bang a girl. Like that is like the whole plot. Is he wants to like he wants to be the best assassin so that he can have sex. And it's like, all right, that's kind of childish. Bye. That's like I don't know. I don't know if that's it, Chief. But I think the game also kind of leans this leans into its own ridiculousness and, and comedy in a way that kind of makes game. it work. Uh, it being ported on current gen systems, I think, will give more context to like, all right, how well did this stuff work back in the day? Um, that said, like, I think the gameplay of it's still fun, um, or maybe it could still be fun. I, can't, I I haven't played it since 2011 or something like that, but I'm excited to see this game possibly possibly come out to current gen systems. But that. Tim Gettys is probably mm-hmm. so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop shops today, where'd I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Out today. Apparently there's nothing. I like scour the internet 
for games that were coming out today, and I found nothing. And so nothing is out today, but we do have new dates. Eternal Hope is coming out on August 13th, 2020 for Windows PC. Wargroove Double Trouble Free DLC will be hitting the digital PlayStation Store tomorrow on Tuesday 4th, August why is it i guess this is written in europe on on tuesday 4th august <laughs> and it also comes the, uh with crossplay for ps4 uh and then riot games has revealed act two uh of valorant uh, and that'll begin on august 4th 2020 and, and will bring with it a new battle pass a new agent a new glitch pop skin line and a free-for-all deathmatch mode uh usually this is where i transition into reader mail but we've gotten our reader mail in the actual like proper show and so we have no reader mail segment but we do have a squad up vincent writes in with a squad up on ps4 and says i foolishly didn't resubscribe to ps plus but i'm getting my little plus sign back because of that fall guys hype and also the avengers beta slash full game we'll love to have some wacky fun and grind out that sweet loot with some best friends i live on the west coast and work nights but have off Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we'll be on most of those days. You can add Vincent on PS4 with the username PDXVMan. That is PDXVMan on PS4. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, and let's see here. What a great episode, Bless. This was a this fun is, one. This is a really fun one. Good news, good conversation. Greg Miller calling. What more can you ask for? I am seeing a lot of opinions and not your wrong. There's an opinion, but I do want to bring this one to attention here because uh, go for we, it. I want to bring it up earlier and I forgot. Uh, Charles Jacobs says at the E3 reveal last year, they said PlayStation would have exclusive content, so it shouldn't be a surprise that he's exclusive. We all know that that they said that, but what exclusive content should mean in 2020 and 2021 i think is a very different thing than it should have meant before exclusive content being some war zone missions or something like that totally fine that's you're just getting more content that's exclusive to playstation absolutely okay an exclusive character in a game that is so hero based where at least for now there's so few heroes that and even when this is all said and done i don't imagine there's going to be more than 20 like spider-man <laughs> come on nah so the only you're wrong here that isn't necessarily you're wrong, but gives more context. Uh, I'll read from Charles Jacobson who writes in and says, "Game Pass for PC is still labeled in beta. They clarified it'll be it'll be changed in some way, but at the moment it's four ninety nine. And so we didn't really get anything wrong this episode, according to you're wrong. We got a clean episode, Tim. Flawless victory. Good for Flawless us. You love victory. to see it. This week's hosts are tomorrow. It's me and Emron. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary Wooda. Thursday. It's Greg and me, and then Friday, it's me and Greg. And of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, till next time, game daily. <laughs>